Google, so you know the color blue is is it's standard for when you open the Hangout. Right. Hey, had you guys heard anything about Don West surfacing in Global Force? Oh, oh my God! I'm marking out. I'm marking out. I'm marking out. I'm marking out, bro. No, really. I really, really love like, Don. I'm gonna mark out for Don West. God. Is he selling more Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards? I don't care. All he does is give me warm, all. happy feelings about TNA. Oh, hey, oh, hey, we're we're live, guys. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. You've come this far. Part four of the Mid Week War. Barely contain himself. It's me, your pal in the mainstream media, here to talk to you about. Well, we're gonna talk about Impact Wrestling now. If Impact's not your thing. Um, you go check out the Midweek War on iTunes, um, and we've got one on NXT. We got one on Lucha Underground. We got one on Ring of Honor. We split it up, so you don't have to sit through the stuff you don't want to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about it for you, and it works out good for everybody. So go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review Midweek War, or go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Now, joining us from Texas, Antonio Garza. What's up, guys? Uh, Impact was actually good this time. It was good. I liked it. Well, then again, I'm the guy who likes Impact. Well, that's been the Impact Review, guys. Thanks so much. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Direct from his one-man Impact Zone in Poughkeepsie, New York. Here's Mad Mike. I kind of like that. One-man Impact Zone. I, I think I'm going to steal that. I like, that. I like that a lot. That one's free. All right. So let's uh, start things off the way we normally do. Start things off. Mike, give me yeah. your one word for Impact this week. My Impact. No, I know, no, no. My one, I, I, Matt Carlin's. I've been thinking about this one word for going on twenty-four hours, and that one word. Hit me with it. Lawyered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lawyered. Strong. Yes, because I don't know if you can tell. If you're watching this on video, you can see in my title right here. The return of Joseph Motherfucking Park. Um, I'm also gonna say, last last week after Impact and uh, the Bram and Crimson match was a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, Dixie Carter tweeted out to the entire world, "What TNA legend or what past TNA superstar do you want to see wrestle Bram next week?" And of course, me being an asshole, I jokingly responded, at Joseph Park Esquire, please. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch! You did it! I did it! Congratulations, Mike! I did it! Billy Corgan, your services are no longer needed. Mad Mike is now booking Impact. Oh my god, if I was booking Impact... EC3 would be the champ by now. Uh, no, Rockstar Spud would be the champ right now. You yeah. crazy bastard. Yep. That's that's what would happen if I was booking him back right now. <laughs> um, well, let's try to put this thing back into the format. Give yes. me a good... You're already gushing. You mm -hmm. love to impact this week. Can you single out like maybe like one good thing about impact this week? Perhaps I, one little good thing about impact this week. I absolutely can. Uh, the one good thing about impact this week, heel promos. Oh my god, the heel promos, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, just blowing my fucking mind, some of these guys. <laughs> Alright. 
You start off the show with Ethan Carter, who, as we all know, is the best thing on Impact. Easily, bar none, hands down, whatever you want to call it. Um, he cut this promo on Kurt Angle, where he managed to sum up Kurt Angle's entire career in about three and a half minutes, and then made him feel so small. And it was amazing. <laughs> like, he he talked about everyone the Kurt Angles beat without using their names. By nickname, that was awesome. By nickname. Like, he was like, you've taken down dead men, you've taken down icon. Like, he went through the litany of every single major feud Kurt Angles ever had. And even up to TNA, like, phenomenal one, icons. Submission uh, machines. Submission machines. I was oh so good. <laughs> I swear to God, if you don't watch Impact, watch the first five minutes because Ethan Carter will change your mind on the show. Um, the second heel promo, Eric Young, who, God, he's been given so much shit to deal with in Impact, but he spins it into gold. Eric Young did such a good damn promo on um, Chris Melendez. So, so good. Didn't take the cheap way nope. on that promo. No, and he's very the, which was what, Which was the best part. Did not yeah. insult the Sarge's military accomplishments. I don't know. What, what did yeah. I say? Yeah. And, and I think the, I, the only way it would have been better, because, like, he went, he's like, you, you, were, you served your country, you sacrificed yourself, but there's just one thing. I don't care. And if he had added right at the end, because I'm Canadian, I would have oh, wow. lost my goddamn mind. I would have <laughs> lost my... Like, destination of censors would never have allowed that to happen. I know, but that would have started an American-Canadian civil war. It would have been fantastic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works, but okay. Keep going with it. Um, <laughs> and, and finally, the third heel promo that you won't see coming, not in a million years, Jesse Goddard's. Oh, he was fantastic. You know that. Holy right. shit. Jesse Goddard's. My God. Like, I love the bromance. I love Jesse. I love Robbie. I love brr, 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 friend of the show, DJ Z. Uh, Jesse and Zima had a match this week, and then Jesse got super intense and creepy and aggressive. Like, violently aggressive with DJZ to the point where Zemo was trying to pull himself out of the ring. Jesse just stepped on his heel and kept him in the ring. Oh my god. It was so You have to find this promo. It was the best piece of business that Jesse's ever done in Impact. Uh, if this is the way his character is going, it's amazing. I don't know whose idea it was. I'm guessing it was his. Whoever is responsible for it gets gets a big gold star from Mad Mike because that was awesome, and then Robbie coming in to save the day made it even better. There, you heard it here first. Gold star for Billy Corgan. Good job, buddy. <laughs> the, the promo from Jesse was so good that at some point I was like, I, I don't want uh, Robbie to come in just so Jesse can walk away with that promo and keep that heat. It was yeah. crazy. And, and his submission, he made a Boston Crab loop. So vicious. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it called? Uh, the Adonis crab? Yeah, I, th I think they called it the Adonis crab. Something like that, yeah. And he made it look vicious. And uh, Pope and Josh are like, look at his bane. 
his veins are popping out. Like, <laughs> he kind of reminded me of Scott, like Big Papa Pump in late WCW mode. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing at all. Nope. <laughs> no, no, Jesse was fantastic. And to, to add to what Mike was saying, uh, I, I personally thought that uh, Magnus' promo was good, and Taryn Terrell's thing that she said she did during the bet segment was good too. The <laughs> promo work was like top notch this show. Are you guys have uh, you guys haven't mentioned the Cowboy James Storm yet? There's a reason. Well, well come on then, come with it. Are, are we gonna do a bad thing now? <laughs> we might be doing the bad thing now. All right. Well, actually, no. The bad thing is not Cowboy James Storm related. Damn um, right. The bad thing is logic in TNA. This is a small point, but it's a point. Um. So, Bobby Roode comes out uh, to talk to the Wolves. And, you know, uh, Austin Aries isn't available to wrestle tonight. He's, he's still injured. He had, a long, he had a long match the week before. Uh, because the Wolves wanted match four. So, Bobby Roode says, well, Ari, if you want a singles match instead, how about whoever wins gets to pick the stipulation? And Eddie Edwards said, I don't care... You can have whatever stipulation you want. I just want to kick your ass. Thus, giving Bobby Roode the right to name a stipulation. Now, because there's no governing body in TNA, everyone just glosses over this point. Because then they have a one-on-one match where, surprise, Austin Aries is there, and um, and uh, the Wolves win, or Eddie Edwards wins. So they declare full mellow mayhem. Which... In a in a fourth match, you're going full metal mayhem, really? Hey, match five. I wanted to see what they got planned for number yeah. five. Uh, I'm actually hoping there is a number five. No, oh, that's true. No, if I, there is one. I, I'm hoping that for match number five, they're gonna go with a an iron team match. See, you guys are thinking there's gonna be a match five. I don't think there is. You know why? And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a very specific reason. Um, remember when they showed us the video of Jeff Hardy, you know, flying over that hill, but you couldn't really see it was Jeff Hardy, and he magically got a broken leg, and then all of a sudden TNA just canceled their trip to China. Um, yeah, I don't think that was real. I don't think yeah. any of it was real, and I think we're going to get the Hardys at uh, Destination X going against the Wolves, who will have won their belts. You mean Slammiversary? Sure. Whatever their fake pay-per-view is at this point. Because their pay-per-view is actually um, on Destination America on July 1st, I think. Yeah, Bell to Bell, whatever the fuck that means. They still have never clarified what Bell to Bell means. Because that it there, means there's matches from Bell to Bell. From yeah, but, but there isn't. You know what? There isn't. Because then there'd be no promos. You know what's a Bell to Bell match? Lucha Underground all night long. That's Bell to fucking Bell. But anyway, enough yeah. about that. We're talking about Happy Impact. We're talking about it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I would change this week is um, I, I I wish TNA had something better for Marty and Jade to do. I really and Taryn too. Like they are doing so well with this god awful material. <laughs> Like they, 
they're ha- they're having fun in their matches with Kong and Brooke. That was a fun match. It was great to watch. Um, I just I wish it was a little bit more because the Dollhouse doesn't work. There's still a PG environment, no matter how many people they push in front of trains. Like I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't land for me. Like the whole thing doesn't land. It's kind of lame. Just say it, Mike. No, I, I mean, feel that they they rushed Gail Kim, so now they're stuck with Brooke and, and Kong. Mm-hmm. And I they mean, don't want to remove the title from Tyrant, who just wrote for, uh, wrote, wrote the, the, the record. So I think they kind of like they're like in a small limbo while they they build up someone like more more fan uh, respect, I guess. Uh, speaking of that. Did you guys happen to notice that there was a little um, a promo? Yeah, a vignette for someone. Do we know who that is? you guys have any guesses? I do not know. My first guess when I saw the nails is, ah, oh, it's going to be Velvet Sky. Really? Ooh. I, that's what I thought. But Velvet's already showing up, so I, I want to believe that they're bringing in someone new. Okay. So, like, I, I'm optimistic about this because it's... I'm I'm always for for new new, new knockouts. All right, Matt, who did you think it was? I I can't even wait for a guess. I'm really sorry, Mike. I'm really distracted by the fact that you will not talk about the Cowboy James Storm and him <laughs> cutting a promo with a baby stroller. Mm-hmm. This dude is awesome. Yeah, there there's a reason I'm avoiding that. Uh, this isn't Game of Thrones. You don't need to threaten to kill people's kids. Well, it's a, it was a big kid. But, it's all mind games. Okay, you know what? I want I, I you want to bring this out. Because but, this is... uh, but, all right. All right, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. Just let me say my one thing right here. Yes. All right. When, when the cowboy started to do this thing with the revolution, right, the, the sentiment that I got from a lot of people was that they were ripping off Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Who do you prefer right now? James Storm. James Storm. James I don't Storm. know. They He's doing both... a lot more with a lot less. I'm just He's saying. Children, children this week, Matt. Matt. I know. Okay. It's okay. Psychological warfare. It was great. J- James Storm is Bray Wyatt done right. He's Bray Wyatt cranked all the way the frick up, man. Yeah. Um. All right. If you're gonna do it, you do it all the way. If you're gonna be evil, be super evil. But he's not it's because the baby evil. wasn't in there. He's playing mind games, Mike. No, no, if you're saying go evil all the way, you have to go full on Stannis Baratheon and fucking fucking burn a child. Spoiler alert. Mickey James in front of a train. What more do you want from this man? No, James starts, I mean, maybe he couldn't steal the the kid. I mean, why would the kid be there to start out? (laughs) Well, because Mickey was home attending to injuries, so Magnus had to bring his child to work. (laughs) <laughs> and okay, plus, can, who doesn't love that. bringing their kids to a carnival? I can see that. <laughs> but um, all right, and, and the segment was fine. I do have one overarching question, though. Um, if you're TNA security, keep in mind not James Storm security, not like Manic and Sonata holding back Magnus. If you're security and you see James Storm. Threatening to push a baby carriage off the ramp, you go stop the guy pushing a baby carriage. 
One of you. One of you guys would do that. I would have done, like, I would have recreated that scene from The Untouchables, and I would have rolled the baby carriage down the oh. ramp, and we would have gone into slow motion. And then, like, people would have, like, thrown themselves at it. That would anyway, have been awesome. See, that, that's much better! That's much, much better! Because then, if if they let Magnus go, you can have Storm push the baby carriage down the ramp. Magnus obviously has to stop the baby carriage, so James Storm gets away. That's a much better way of doing it! That's a much better way of doing it. Uh, I'm glad we got all these feelings out. Yes. I'm glad we, um, we got to put this I, I still have something I need to, to bring that I didn't like. And I, I know Mag, Mike is super hyped about Joseph Park coming back, but uh, I I still remember that Joseph Park and Abyss are the same person. I still remember that segment where uh, he unmasked to reveal Joseph Park. I really, really hope that someone brings it up at some point. Um. All right. I, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say this. Um. I heard this on our podcast. It makes all the sense in the world to me. Um. TNA exists inside a TARDIS <laughs> because of they they tape things at different times they have pay-per-views before tv shows they are stuck in a time vortex so i'm assuming they plucked joseph park at some point before the abyss reveal but after he lost his teeth uh, <laughs> there there has to be some kind of happy medium in there and and as much as i did like joseph park it wasn't really joseph park like it wasn't the joseph park that we took and accepted with our heart emojis and our hugs. Because he wasn't wearing a tracksuit. He he did have the uh the the pulled out teeth. Mm-hmm. Um he he readily used weapons really quickly as opposed to backing away from them. Like now if we got to a point in that match where Bram busted Joseph Park open and we saw Abyss come out again that would have been okay, as much as I never want to see a Bram versus Abyss again. That would have been fine in that context, but I don't know... Like, I was trying to think of this as I was watching this match. Who else can Bram fight that they can bring in? Because he's bringing in past guys from TNA, and next week is a live show, so there are no spoilers for this. Unfortunately, there's a whole... EV 2.0 membership they can bring. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> which oh actually no, you're works, right. Which w- works perfectly for hardcore brand. Oh, I punch camera guys. That's Friday night on the Ring of Honor pay per view. They pan the crowd, and Bram is sitting in the crowd, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> I was looking for all TNA guys, and oh my God, they're all here." So, <laughs> Well, not all of them. Not all of them. One, one guy's in Florida doing a thing. He, he, he can go visit his wife and... Oh, hey, Joe's here. <laughs> so, so we just want Bram, like, as a traveling companion looking for old TNA wrestlers? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Hey, Rhino, Rhino's there, too. <laughs> And Bram randomly goes to a minor league baseball game expecting to see baseball and like, hey, wait, what are these neon green ropes doing here? That's weird. <laughs> Why does this ring have success? Anyway, um... But only I, one I, angle. 
I forgot to stop. I forgot to start the stopwatch. I have no idea how long this podcast is going. I know. <laughs> we try to keep these no, at a no, reasonable length for everybody. Um, good. I feel like it's time to go. It's, I feel like we're in close to the go home. Um, Mike. Yes. I've got a terrible feeling about this, but where do you rank Impact among the four shows on the midweek board this week? Number two for me this week. The promo work was too good. And it it would be one thing if it was just EC3 and Eric Young giving their awesome promos like they do. But Je- the Jesse Garris thing, I think, was so unexpected to me and so well done that I want to give them credit for that. I want to give them credit for doing something different. So they're number two for me this week. Garza? Uh, they're actually number two for me, too. Promo work was good. The matches, the A-Word works and the Lashley match were good. Uh, actually, the, the knockouts match was, was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, number two, definitely. Oh, Everything was You know good. what? I want to, before I tell you guys this, I, uh, I just want to salute Impact for not embarrassing itself since it's moved to Wednesday nights. It's hung in there real good. But, look, it was a highly competitive week. I had it number four this week, not because it was actively bad, but just because... Well, the there was stuff in the other shows really stuck with me a lot better. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, personal, with this week, personal preference, 2, 3, and 4 could have gone to any show. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. show. So, how's that midweek war working out for you? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. We, we should, uh, considering it's now five hours plus SmackDown, if you watch it, we should just change it to all night long show. All night long. All night. All night. <laughs> I don't know what else. What else do we have to do here? Is it time to go home? I believe. I believe it's uh t- time to wrap it up, B. All right, let's wrap it up. I will tell you folks, in case you didn't hear me already, to go subscribe to the Midweek War on iTunes or go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Get yourself linked in. Midweek War podcast divided into easy bite-sized pieces that everyone can enjoy. It's we're like a Kit Kat. We're like a Kit Kat. We are exactly like a freaking Kit Kat. You just blew my mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> say, good. say good night, Mike. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off. You see that? Midweek more.